Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Muffed Movies, episode four, The Silence of the Lambs. My name is Mark Soloff, and with me, as always, is my dutiful partner, Andy North. Oh, I was supposed to jump in there? Yep. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Andy, welcome back to Muffed Movies. Thanks for having me, Mark. You're welcome. I'm real psyched, Andy. Today we're going to tackle that legendary psychological thriller, A Silence of the Lambs. I'm nervous. Why? Because I feel like it's going to be more difficult to do this movie justice. We can't. We can't goof on this movie. Why can't we? Because it's got to be atmospheric. It will be atmospheric. It will be terrifying. Okay, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do sound effects underneath everything. Okay, like a creaking door. We should open the movie with a creaking door. That's a good idea, so they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have spider noises in the background <laughs> the whole time. What's a spider noise sound like? Hello. Oh yeah. Um, we're doing Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs, Andy. To those folks just tuning in, <laughs> in Media Res. They've uh, already tuned up. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is this an episode of Blaster Podcast? This is not a normal episode of Blaster Podcast. Thank goodness. What a difference. Difference and being that there's no Detora Belordo. Nope. That should be enough for anybody. That's all you need, baby. Mm-hmm. We are going to try and recreate perfectly the film The Silence of the Lambs for you. Using just our voices and our acting talent. This is meant to replace... And some tiny notes. And some notes. Because this is a convoluted movie as well. It's a real psychological mind bender. There's a lot of twists and turns, chips and churns, flips and flurns. And also... Bips and burns. <laughs> One more. <laughs> Gotta get it in there. Parsnips and parsnerns. The last part of our challenge is that we have to do it in 45 minutes. Oh, Eddie, that's so stupid of me. <laughs> I forgot. Every episode of Muff Movies, this one included, has to be 45 minutes. We need to tell the entire unvarnished tale in 45 minutes. This way, this time we might do it because I don't know that I remember enough of the Silence of the Lambs to ex, ex, expendo patronum. There we go. Let me just quick get into my Clarice Starling while we... Uh... <clears throat> That's the name of your jumpsuit that you wear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ball hugger. Here we go. <clears throat> doctor. 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 Into the microphone, please. Doctor Lecter. No, this is my warm-ups. You were going to take us into it. I was going to take us into it. Okay, let me set the, uh, without further ado, do we need to tell the audience anything else? Uh, Silence of the Lambs, written by Americo Vespucci. Here we go. We're not going to do a lamb crawl? No, it's got to be atmosphere. Oh, a silent one. Okay. We can do a lamb crawl, so do the Star Wars music, but do it spooky. Ooh, that's good. And I'll do the crawl. The Silence of the Lambs, episode one. The Silence of the Lambs. Clarice Starling, a new recruit in the FBI, special victims, whatever she's a part of. She's in the FBI, I think that's just enough, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Trains outdoors. A little girl with big dreams about catching serial killers so she can live up to her dad's expectations. Will Clarice Starling blow up the Death Star? Find out. Spoilers. No. We are in an external shot following young FBI training agent Clarice Starling. What does she look like? She is a a young woman, uh, probably about 5'2 in height. She is a Caucasian female. Uh, mousy brown hair. It is cut short so that she can get ready for action in case of a throwdown from the no-down. 
Clarice Starling is wearing a drab gray FBI trainee sweater and sweatpant combo. She is running through the uh, uh, Quantico Village forest. Uh, What's th- the Quantico Village? It's, it's the, the village near the FBI Academy. Oh, look at Mr. Over Here. We can see her palpable sweat beating through her sweat suit. Uh, not coincidentally, because she's working harder than any other trainee. She's jumping over obstacles, running through fall leaves. She's climbing ropes. She opens a squeaky old door. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> she breaks through a glass ceiling Psh- and rolls. <laughs> Another FBI agent runs up to her. Oh, hey, Clarice. Oh, hello there, FBI agent. It's me. You gotta start calling us by our names. Terribly sorry, sir. Uh, how can I help you? I'm merely training to be the best FBI agent uh, Quantico has ever turned out, sir. Oh, well, we'll see about that. You look like a girl to me. Anyway, Agent Crawford wants to see you in his office right away. S- Special Agent Jack Crawford, sir? The, you know any other Agent Crawford? He's like a father figure to everyone at Quantico, sir. Yeah, which is why I don't... We don't have to do this every time. See, this is exactly why I talked... Oh, boy. Okay, thank you, sir. It's a great honor. Getting a woman on the foot. Come back here. Okay, bye. (laughs) Clarice Starling muscles her way past the faceless FBI G-man and uh, runs off the game trail into into the FBI Academy. She passes through the corridors and sees... (laughs) <laughs> sees her, her spooky uh, classmates as they learn how to speed load revolvers with a special ammunition clip. She runs past the forensics lab. <laughs> Haunted since 1913. A spider scuttles along. <laughs> What's that spider sound like? Hey. <laughs> uh, good to see you, Professor Spider. I'm ter- terribly sorry. I have to go see Special uh, Agent Jack Crawford. Be great as an FBI agent. I'm a West Virginian spider professor. Well, thank you. And I should know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Professor Spider. The spider scuttles off spookily into the darkness. Uh, agent Star, uh, no, pre-agent. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Clarice Starling runs into an elevator. Um, it is filled with giant men who look down at her <laughs> accusingly. And sexfully. What is this, a woman in the elevator? What are they going to do next in the FBI? Uh, queers? <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, sorry, queer Jim. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, the elevator opens, and Clarice walks into Special Agent Jack Crawford's office. He's not there. I feel like we need a pop-up video of this. In case anybody wonders whether or not you and I are homophobic or against the idea of gay people serving in the FBI? Right, the answer is yes. Yes, first of all, yes. (laughs) But we are doing a period piece, so just like in Django Unchained, where Quentin Tarantino's latent racism comes out Uh in a three-hour just orgy of racism, uh, we're trying to capture the spirit of a time when men were men in the FBI, and they did not like the idea of anybody muscling in on that territory. Right, and their most feared muscle was the gay muscle. Absolutely. And with good reason, Andy. Because the gay muscle is a persuasive muscle. Put that away. Thank you. Anyway. Pop up. Pop out. Uh, Clarice Starling looks around Special Agent Jack Chamberlain's office. An elegant mahogany desk is strewn with news clippings from a mysterious serial killer. It says Buffalo Bill claims fifth victim. I don't remember Special Agent Jack Crawford being a very interesting character. He was perhaps the real skeleton upon which 
the flesh of this movie hangs. He's more about exposition? <clears throat> yeah. You remember Prospero from The Tempest by William Shakespeare? Not a bit. Okay. Abracadabra! Okay, so I'm going to turn him into like a more colorful, uh, almost. Are you going to be homophobic in your depiction of him? No! No! Well, could you try? I was going to turn him into... Stop it! <laughs> No, Jack Crawford may not like gays, but I do. Low Jack Crawford? Low Jack Crawford. Below Jack Crawford. Well, 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 little lady. What have we here? Oh, Special Agent Crawford. I'm sorry, sir. It's me, Special Agent Jack Crawford. Special Agent Jack Crawford stomps into the office with his 10-gallon hat and his his 12-gallon boots. His uh, pretty much uh, one-to-one uniform comparison to Theodore Roosevelt. Let's just go with that. He's exactly Theodore he's Roosevelt. The, he's Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. <laughs> he rough rides in on one of those... The uh, DMX? Peg horses. Oh, yeah. You know, the ones where you put the peg between your legs, but there's just a horse head on the end of it? Do I? <laughs> Hello. So he <laughs> rough rides horse. in. A hobby horse. Oh, uh, Special Agent Starling. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm actually just a trainee. I'm not a special agent, sir. You're the special... <laughs> were you testing me, sir? <laughs> yes, I was. And you... You done did pass, Agent Starling, oh, just like your old dad did. Thank you. Thank you very much, I sir. knew him, you know. You knew my, my dead cop father? Now, Starling, I, I may uh, later on in a flashback sequence yes, <laughs> help sir. you recall your dead father. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm, pardon me, I'm a bit curious as to why I have been called in here from my sweat course. Allow me to expose uh, what it, why it is that I called you in and set up perhaps... The next several weeks of our relationship, Agent, Special Agent Starling. Agent Crawford uh, rests back his mighty haunches into a squeaky desk chair. Uh, he opens up a dossier containing the names of many serial killers that how, have been how, interviewed. How familiar are you? <clears throat> Sorry, I had a little frog in my throat there. It happens to many men, sir. I, I have been around their kind. You're going to want to watch your tone, Starling. Yes, sir. She looks wistfully off into the future when a woman can be treated the same as a man in the FBI. Jack Crawford stares at her for ten beats of utter silence before turning back to the middle envelopes. Are you familiar with the with the concept of a serial killer? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I'm very knowledgeable about the profile of the insane mind. As a woman? Yes, sir. Now... Oh, I get it. What I'm going to need you to do, Agent Starling, is we got ourselves a uh, another one of them serial killers on the loose. So what I'm doing is, for whatever reason, sending out uh, uh, FBI agents to talk to serial killers, see what they're like, see if they can help us track down this uh, one serial killer. It's an orthodox, but my God, I didn't get anywhere by being orthodox. <laughs> and this special agent, Jack Crawford, shoots an eagle out of the sky. <laughs> Uh, all right, sir. Well, I- I'd like to remind you, I'm just a trainee. I'm not even an agent yet. Well, this will be a- an excellent opportunity to prove yourself and prove that a woman can g- achieve results beyond her uh, stunted um, beginnings. How do I say that? In a, you know what I My mean. My sexual I'm, handicap, sir? I'm being diplomatic. There we go. Your sexual handicap. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I can't wait till HR departments get created so I can go to one. Shoo! <laughs> <laughs> Jack Crawford waved, <laughs> waved the words away with his 10-gallon hat as if it's a hot breeze. Crawford uh, puts his uh, steak juice-stained finger on a, a dossier that says, 
L, comma, Hannibal and slides it across the desk at Clarice. Are you familiar with this no, cold sir. case file? No, no, sir. Does that... Is, may I open it and find out who you're talking about? On your own time. Yes, sir. Darling, you can find out about him later. He was in... Uh, this is Hannibal Lecter. He's a very famous kind of a pop culture milestone. Hannibal the Cannibal, sir. That's right. Old doctor who used to eat his victims. Mm-hmm. I want you to go and I want you to get inside his head, Starling. You're the best one we've got. I'm the only woman, sir. What? <laughs> uh, do I have to write a report or any any of that crap? Yeah, we can deal with that later. All right. At this special agent, Jack Crawford leaps over his desk and chases <laughs> after a passing buffalo. <laughs> But spookily, spookily, spookily. The buffalo's like a zombie buffalo. I keep forgetting about the atmosphere. (laughs) (laughs) Not too hard to chase down. Uh, We see the spooky, insane asylum. A flash of lightning appears behind it. Bum, bum, bum. (coughs) The camera morphs into a window where we see Clarice Starling, now dressed in her business cash. Uh, talking to the warden of the insane asylum, the unctuous Dr. Chilton. Chilton uh, looks over her lithe body appraisingly and licks his Baltimorean lips. Well, Dr. Stalin. I'm not a doctor, sir. I'm just a trainee in the FBI. Are you sure you're not a doctor? Because you sure are giving my boner a prescription for being around. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm here. I'm merely here to interview your patient, Hannibal Lecter. If you could perhaps brief me on protocol with engaging with him and, and show me the way down to the uh, insane room, <laughs> we could get this investigation underway, sir. Dr. Chilton licks the palms of his hands and smooths back his eyebrows and his hair. No! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> well... Professor Stalin, I think I'm actually, sir, I'm just a trainee. We can talk, and are you sure? Because you're giving me a Ph. Dick right now, <laughs> Doctor. What does the Ph. stand for, sir? <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> Thank you for setting me up. <laughs> Allow me to knock it out of the park when I say it stands for pretty hard. Oh. Boy, okay, Doctor wa- Chilton, whose feet never appear to leave the ground <laughs> as he shuffles along. Wringing his hands together like a praying mantis leads Clarice down the hallway. Now, Dr. Lecter is one of our most uh, lengthy patients. What do you mean by lengthy there, sir? We've had him for a long time. Do you understand what I mean by lengthy? Yes, sir, I understand. You, you will. They walk past a security officer hanging uh, one of 17,000 handguns on the wall. The electric... <laughs> of uh, electronic gates being opened is heard as Clarice and Dr. Chilton descend farther and farther down into the bowels of the asylum. You're going to want to be careful. He's going to get inside your head, and that's not a great place for him to be inside. But speaking of places where a p- person could be inside, Miss Starling, I think I might have a suggestion about <laughs> your vagina <laughs> as regards my <clears throat> being an... A- you're an astronaut, is that correct? No, sir, I am a trainee of the FBI Academy. Because you're out of this... Hold on, your ass is out of this world. Okay, thank you, sir. I'm gonna pass you along to Barney here. Be careful with Dr. Lecter, all right? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, hey, lady. Uh, my name is Barney. I am the only normal man, perhaps, in this entire adventure. <clears throat> uh, I understand you need to talk to Hannibal the Cannibal. Uh, yes, sir. 
I certainly appreciate you treating me with a modicum of respect. Now, now look, you're going to be fine. Just look at this picture. This was the last nurse who ever talked to him. What happened to her? Well, he was, uh, he was turned into a lady, uh, through a horrible process of a tooth in... So Hannibal, basically, okay, here's how it went down. Barney, I, I feel like I don't need any more. I'm going to use this peach to represent the body of the nurse, and I'm going to use this bear trap to represent oh dear. Hannibal. Lecter. This intersect, this interaction went badly so quickly. Now you're going to be fine, okay? <laughs> Just stay to the right, okay? He's all the way down at the end of the corridor. I'll be watching. You're going to do fine. Just stay to the right, okay? All right. Thank you very reservedly. I'm Barney. <laughs> but do peepoat. You gotta do fine. The minute the door opens, Clarice <laughs> darts through, <laughs> thinking whatever is down at the end of the corridor can't possibly be any worse. In front of Clarice Starling stretches on a dark and dismal corridor. She walks past several creeped out serial killers <laughs> who are looking at her Slam. in really gross ways. Hey, uh, lady, uh, you wanna come here and take a look at my uh, pictures of butts that I got on the wall? You're real pretty. No, thank you, sir. Uh, hello there, miss. Uh, it's me, uh, an internet uh, gentleman. Uh, I think that you'll find that uh, the anime is an underappreciated art form. Don't know what an internet is. It's the 90s. You're obviously insane. Hey, I, hey. Yeah. Hey. What is it? I can smell your private parts. I'm sorry? I can smell your private parts. I ain't gonna say the word because it's ugly. Even for humor purposes, I don't think it's worth it to go there. Even for a, a show known as Muffed Movies? What is this now? All right. Well, I, I'm i I'm sorry, sir. I find that offensive. No, oh, well, I find you offensive. It's uh, me. Who are you? Oh, multiple Migs. Oh, Migs, he got me. I'll get you later. I love you. All right. <laughs> Clarice Starling walks to the end of the cell. Uh, finally, in the final one, she sees a plexiglass window and standing there at full attention, almost like a perfect robot, is the infamous snake-like figure of Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Hello there, Dr. Lecter. Uh, my name is <clears throat> Agent Clarice Starling. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind answering a few questions for me. Hello, Clarence. <laughs> uh, yes, hello. You you say you're an agent of the FBI. Show me your credentials. Um, well, I'm just an agent in training, sir, but uh, you can see I have all my paperwork here is in order. Clarice holds up her uh, My First FBI badge in all its bright pastel colors <laughs> and presses it against the plexiglass window. Hannibal Lecter almost imperceptibly moves to appraise it. Why, you're just a trainee. You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? Did he send you here to get destroyed by me mentally? Uh, no, sir. He sent me here uh, to uh, so that I could test my skills as a woman and an agent in training. Oh, how tedious you are. Tell me, Clarice, what did Miggs say to you? Multiple Miggs down the hall. Uh, well, he was actually relatively polite compared to uh, some of the gentlemen I've met <laughs> in my day-to-day -day life. He, uh... <laughs> It did tell me he could smell my private parts, but that is, I'm sad to say, not the worst thing I've heard today, uh, even before I got to the insane asylum. Curious. Anthony Hopkins uh, puts his giant horse nostrils in the air and wiggles them around. <laughs> I cannot smell your private parts, that is. But you do wear Avion skin cream 
and sometimes some sort of perfume, but not today. Uh, no, that's remarkable, sir. Smell you later. <laughs> what? Hannibal writes that down. <laughs> uh, sir, Please I... sit. There's a folding chair waiting for your bottom. Don't keep it waiting, Clarice. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Clarice sits down and uh, pulls out the file on uh, her most recent fella. I see that you have some sort of dossier there. Yes, sir. There's an unsolved... Uh... Mystery? Yes. There's no fooling old Hanny. <laughs> well, I feel like that was a pretty easy gimme. But uh, if you want to use it as a chance to get some some of your own back, that's fine. He tisks his tongue at her, <laughs> judgmentally. Oh, we were doing so well. You were courteous and polite, and now you want me to read over this boring bunch of words? Tell me, Clarice, why do they call him Buffalo Bill? Uh, well, uh, it's because he, uh, they say he likes to skin his humps, sir. I don't quite follow what you mean. Well, Buffalo Bill is a, uh, he was, uh, I think a buffalo humper? Where he would skin the hides off buffalo and uh, leave them to die. We call this one buffalo because he uh, kidnaps young women, skins them, and dumps them in the river. What Women don't have humps. Nope. Uh... Camels have humps, Clarice. <laughs> Surprised you didn't know Dr. that. Dr. Lecter, yes. if you could just focus up for a second. Oh. <laughs> and accidentally meets a reflection of his own piercing gaze and goes somewhere weird for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were talking about... The art of skinning. Uh, yes, Dr. Licker, and he, he gets uh, big old fat young ladies, <laughs> and he uh, skins them, and then uh, throws their bodies in the river. You know, they say serial killers always like to keep a keepsake or leave a calling card. I did not. Well, didn't you uh, eat people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high five. <laughs> well, I can't high five you through the glass, actually, either, sir. Oh, you saw through my ploy, did you? <laughs> so, uh... <clears throat> What I'm wondering, uh, Dr. Lecter, is if you're not maybe uh, smart enough to even help me out with this case. I'm not smart enough? No, I mean, it just seems like you're more interested in insulting me than in uh, uh, actually being of any use. So I Han think I'll just leave you to rot here in this asylum. Hannibal Lecter, incensed by Clarice's uh, impertinence, looks down at her shoes and wardrobe and makes some pretty cutting judgments of his own. What does he say? You know what you look like to me, Clarice, with your expensive purse and your cheap shoes? You look like a rube. You look like a real piece of shit, Clarice. <laughs> Was your daddy a coal miner? I bet you didn't like growing up very much because you're poor and you suck. Head of a lector. <laughs> very, <laughs> very proud of himself. Surreptitiously kicks a copy of Cosmopolitan magazine <laughs> under his bunk. Which says, uh, top ten ways to avoid looking like a rube. <laughs> Did you have trouble in West Virginia? All right, stop it. With your stop poor it. white trash and your sweaty Just times. stop it. That you had to run away all the way to the FBI. You. His eyes bug out. You're a real piece of... Jerk, Hannibal Lecter. Clarice, incensed, heads off back down the hallway the way that she came. But before she can get back to the front door, she's interrupted by multiple migs. Uh, hey, baby, baby, I accidentally cut my ball. Here we go. Ah. 
The acidic sperm eats away Clarice's hair. Ah! <laughs> Clarice, come back here, quickly! That's terrible. So I, let's do a take back. Okay. The daffodil-flavored sperm oh. uh, gently dyes no, Clarice's no, hair. No. A nice highlight streak. First of all, that sounds like a haiku. The daffodil-flavored sperm. Stop. <laughs> Clarice, come back! Uh, what? What is it, Dr. Lecter? I just got splooged out from the nuge out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do, and I'm terribly sorry. I'll help you. No one should have to deal with such indignity. Go and see my friend. Uh, go, uh, go see my patient, Miss Moffat. Uh, all right. Late. Bye. Deuces. <laughs> Clarice walks out. Spooky smash to the exterior parking lot. But but not stirred. Uh, I guess she washed the cum out of her hair by now. They never show that scene. Well, it's probably some October rain that did it because it's spooky. Was outside. it October rain or was it a cold November rain? No, it was October. Okay. Clarice remembers as she stands shaken by her vehicle. She looks into the window and suddenly a face appears in the window back at her. A face from the past. Hi, honey. It's me, your, ma- your daddy. Hi, daddy. I'm just... You're just a little girl. Well, I'm not a little girl anymore, and I'm going to make you proud. Oh, you remember how I was a police officer, Curry? <laughs> yes, I remember how you were a great police officer and also <laughs> an excellent grimace. Oh, you know what happened to me? I got killed! The face burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what a spooky October situation. <laughs> Clarice is startled out of her what started off as a paint, uh, reassuring flashback <laughs> and brought smashing back into the real world. She hops into her car and drives away. Where are we going, Clarice? Ah! <laughs> the robotic car from the FBI says. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Hannibal Lecter in her car. Nope, but he happen. did do the voice for that technology. So it's like Hannibal Lecter's always in your phone and stuff. Oh, terrible. It's weird. It's weird for people who know him. Keeps the FBI sharp, though, when they've always got serial killers' voices in their cars. Speaking of the FBI, Mm -hmm. we get a training montage! We see Clarice Starling running through a simulated home infiltration drill. She pulls a gun on a fake perp, but then a gun gets pressed against her head. You're dead, motherfucker. Uh, We see her jogging with her friend. Boys, look at her. And then she's in the oh. library <laughs> reviewing microfiche documents about Hannibal Lecter himself. Suddenly, oh, of who could his old patient Miss Moffat be? I don't see any reference to a Miss Moffat in any of Mr. Dr. Lecter's previous patients. Rang, rang. Let me just get my West Virginian phone here. Rang, Hello? rang. <laughs> Ka-chink. Oh, curious, darling. This is your old, uh... Special Agent Jack Crawford here. Oh, yes, hello, Mr. Crawford. It sounds like you're on top of a mountain. Oh, I guess you could say that, Mountain of Dookie. It's chilly night here at the FBI. Har, har, har. If you weren't a... If you were a man, I'd feel comfortable saying that. I feel less comfortable... I pooped so much that I literally rose in the air. Sir, uh, (laughs) did you call for any specific reason, or...? Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible news, uh, Clarice. Uh, multiple MIGs dead. Oh... How's well, that terrible news, sir? Well, don't you feel bad? He swallowed his own tongue. You know why? Well, why? Because Hannibal Lecter dared him to. What? <laughs> he dared him to. Really? Yep. It's real sad. Seems like a really weird way to die. It's a weird way. It's a weird world, baby. Hey, stay cool. Okay, well, thanks for the update. 
Bye. <laughs> Clarice, troubled, hangs up the phone and <coughs> ponders for a second the persuasive power of Hannibal Lecter, who could convince a man to commit suicide just by speaking to him through a wall. Who could taste a rainbow speaking through a wall? <laughs> who could make you swallow your tongue and even teeth and all? The Hannibal Cannibal. Huh? No. Off the top of my head. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. I wrote it. Uh, smash job. We see... <laughs> too soon? We see uh, uh, Clarice following up uh, uh, on, on leads and going to a self-storage place called Yourself Storage, recalling something that Hannibal subtextually conveyed to her when he said, look inside yourself and find Miss Moffat. She decides to look inside the storage place. She stands outside in the twilight parking lot with the oldest European man in the world trying to open up the a storage room garage door. You see, I remembered how, uh, Dr. Lecter's fondness <clears throat> for wordplay, and uh, I think he was challenging me with uh, a, a puzzle for me to figure out. He reminds me of the Batman villain called the Riddler. Uh, ah, yes, ah, ah. Uh, very similar. So I figured if you look inside yourself, self-storage, and this is where Dr. Lecter keeps his things, uh, perhaps Miss Moffat is some sort of an anagram or a word uh, puzzle, not an actual woman at all. You are very wise for a lady. Do you have a young fellow to marry you? Uh, yes, uh, I'm in a serious relationship, so... Uh... You know, when you make that excuse, you're only making it worse for other ladies. You should just tell me the truth. Okay, well, uh, I'm actually not attracted to you. You're not really my type. But thank you for asking. I'm flattered by the attention. What type? Of person are you? See, this is exactly what I was trying to avoid. Oh, <laughs> negative type. <laughs> I wish you would be positive. Uh, uh, okay, I'm uh, just going to uh, see if this works. I'm going to show you this crucifix here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the European disappears into a uh, smoke. Sorry, Europe. Clarice enters the now open storage area and goes to a uh, box <laughs> labeled See Moffat labeled heads and stuff. <laughs> she finds an old timey car and pulls the draping back off of it. Inside is a box. She opens the car and looks through the dust, through the years and years of disuse. She pulls the box off of the object and discovers <gasps> a severed human head in a jar. Ah! The wind howls. A spider crawls past the head in a jar. It's spooky and Halloween-ish. Terrible beasts rise from their graves. <laughs> the dust of 40,000 years. <laughs> Dr. Chilton is busting out the tunes up in his office. It can be heard all the way down in the cell block where Clarice uh, wetly wrings her hair out from her seated position in front of Dr. Lecter's cell. She cannot see anything inside. Then suddenly, the flat door to the cell opens up and a towel jettisons out. She takes it begrudgingly and towels her rain self, rainy hair off. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Lecter. Don't say I never gave you anything. Well, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, I figured out your little wordplay there. My ingenious puzzle. See Hester Moffat? It's an anagram for 
miss the rest of me. Oh, very good, Clarice. I see that you've figured out my riddle. Yeah, it seems pretty juvenile. I mean, it's basically just a cryptic quote. I'm like a genius, though. I mean, pretty hard to figure that out. Sure. <clears throat> You're a genius at rearranging letters? Yes, Clarice. And uh, that crossword puzzle you sent me that told me to come visit you with the insane asylum? Yes. Well, I, I already knew you were here, so... Hmm. Also, the Rubik's Cube? The what cube? The the lector cube, you call the it? The Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Dear okay. Miss West Virginia. Dear Miss... Walking around without any shoes no, I on. The subtext, yeah. You, you're, all you eat is corn, and you smoke. Doctor, corn Lecter, are you going to help me solve this case or not? Yes, all right. I could help you get out of this insane asylum and into nicer accommodations, but only if you'll cooperate with me. All right. Well, look, the head in the bottle. That was a former patient of mine. He was a weirdo. He had a pretty weird ending. Eh? What did he do <laughs> that would make you consider him a weirdo, Doctor Lecter? <laughs> He was on an HMO instead of a PPO. I mean, where's the... It seems like a value on the surface. You but kept it, his head in a jar stored in a car that was guarded by an anagram. Oh, I didn't remove the head. I merely cleaned up after the fact. Fact. <laughs> well, <laughs> Buffalo Bill is... Uh, he's out there. He's probably uh, abducting somebody right now. Clarice. What? I'm going to level with you. Oh, for once. What? What's that supposed to mean? You've been a... What do you mean, what's Excuse that supposed me? to mean? What are you... <laughs> young lady? Victor says what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh, maybe you're smarter than you look. Clarice, let's get serious. All right. I am so sick of this cell. Clarice, <laughs> I want to view all I have on my drawings. This is the Duomo from the Belvedere. Cla I don't know what either of those words mean. It's, you know, I think you don't know that. Probably because you're Rube. Knock, knock. <laughs> ruby, 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 knock, Ruby, knock. Soho. You're free to answer the door, knock, Who's knock. there, Clarice? An interrupting cow. An interrupting... Moo. That's a real Rube joke, Clarice. <laughs> the do engage in further <laughs> head games <laughs> for the next three or four hours, <clears throat> neither of them emerging as the intellectual victor. All right, I will agree to help you solve this case of Buffalo Bill in exchange for a viewer... Of the world. Very well, I'll see what I can do. Now, yeah. what can you do to help me? He's uh, about to strike again. How do you know that? Are you Buffalo Bill? No, but if, Solved he, it. if he sticks to his established schedule, the, he should be picking up a girl within the next few days here. And after that, she's only got three days to live before he skins her. Hmm, let me think now. <laughs> <laughs> An old actor taps the side of his head. Fade wipe. <laughs> to the car of Catherine Martin, a 23-year-old woman, roomy around the hips. Uh, she is singing her favorite Tom Petty song right. to the radio. Sunday. Feeling alive. Take it easy, baby. Make it last all night. She was an American girl. I'm her singing it, and you're a Tom Petty right now, in case the audience is confused. And I am a freak. Uh-oh. Who's this? She pulls into her apartment complex's parking lot, and she sees a poor man. Oh, his, his arm is bandaged and casted up, and he is struggling to move a love seat into the back of a big old unmarked van. Oh, hey, hello. Oh, oh goddamn. Hey, there's no need to swear. Oh. I'm gonna, I don't like doing this voice. I'm just going to give her a normal voice. Hello. Because it's offensive to gay people? 
She's not. <laughs> Wait. <clears throat> oh, God damn it. Uh, hey, can I give you a hand there? Uh, oh, really? Would you? Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah, your arm's in a sling there and everything. Here, I'll help boost up this end of the love seat oh, into the truck. Oh, thanks. You just get in the truck, and I'll just... I want to push it all the way back in there. Okay, well, I'll get around the back side, I guess, and you can just push it with your arm. Catherine Martin uh, takes the back end of the love seat, gets into the truck, and the mysterious stranger, Wink, <clears throat> uh, pushes the... Buffalo Bill? Yeah. Uh, pushes the sofa into it, kind of forcing Catherine Martin into the back of the van. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, it's up oh, here so, now, sir. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Hey, are you about a size 14? Uh, yeah, but I don't... Oh, like... yeah! <laughs> Buffalo Bill karate chops her into the face. After th- three or four savage blows, she crumples down into a, 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 a poor lady ball. Buffalo smiles to himself. I'm going to call him Buffalo from now on. Mm -hmm. Buffalo smiles to himself and removes the sling from his arm. He was never injured at all. It was a ruse. The perfect crime. (laughs) It was a ruse. (laughs) Buffalo Bill turns to the camera and lays one finger alongside his nose as he closes the back of the van. Ooh, spooky ghost wife. Smash wipe back to Clarice and Hannibal Lecto. No. Smash wipe back to Clarice and Jack Crawford in a helicopter on their way to the place on the side of a river where um, the victim was found and and pulled out of the river. The dead girl's body was a most recent victim. Uh, No, the first victim, but they found her third because she was the only one weighted down. Oh, boy. Okay, hold on. They're in a helicopter. And uh, uh, Jack Crawford is uh, briefing Clarice on what they suppose are Buffalo Bill's favorite killing habits. And I built, I actually built this helicopter. You built uh, this helicopter, sir? I did. Uh... Sir, are you using some of your typical male hot wind to try to impress me? You'll notice it's a hand crank helicopter, so if I stop pedaling these pedals, uh, the rotors are going to stop moving. Entirely well... manned. Boy, oh boy. Even Da Vinci couldn't invent one. It was entirely man-run. No motor in this thing. <laughs> Very good, sir. Now, you were uh, briefing me on Buffalo Bill. Ah, uh, yes. Talking about his style and his methodology. Oh, Buffalo. Well, what he does, see, is he captures these girls. Yes, sir. Big old fat girl. All right, so that's unnecessary. What is? Uh, call him fat, sir. Called profiling the uh, old victim, Clarice. You're going to have to get used to it. <laughs> So these fat old broads, these vicious old cows, he gets them. They're not vicious, sir. These shrill <laughs> screech and shrews, <laughs> each one fatter than the last. <laughs> he finds them, he somehow rolls them into his lair, keeps them for three days, skins them and dumps them in the river. God knows how he finds the strength to do so. <laughs> you know, Archimedes once said, find me a lever long enough and I could move the world. I figure we find out. Where Buffalo's Bill find a lever long enough to move these girls, give us a, a little bit of a <laughs> advantage in finding them. That's a good theory, sir. Uh, anyway. Agent Crawford reaches across the helicopter seat and pinches Starling's cheek in a, in a familial yet condescending way. They land and exit the helicopter. They walk into the funeral home where the body is resting. There's like a million dude cops gathered around. (laughs) The the sheriff wanders over to Special Agent Starling. All right, you sons of bitches. 
I'm here to see a skint lady, and I'm here with my best little gal. Uh, the sheriff leaves the room because it was so sexist. Oh, mission accomplished, eh? Uh, Special Agent Crawford slaps Clarice on her profoundly intellectual buttocks. Sure, it's entirely unnecessary. Let's just examine the body. Ooh, not gonna wash his hand for another few minutes. Clarice retreats into a mindscape where she remembers her father's funeral. She's a little girl walking down the funeral chapel aisle. The bullet-ridden corpse of her father, still smoking, rests in an open casket. Clarice makes pace with the couple about to get married walking down the aisle next to her. It is an entirely unsuitable occasion for a funeral. She is throwing out flowers and realizes she's the flower girl. The petals are transforming into spiders. Oh no! How spooky! <laughs> spiders with the face of Hannibal Lecter! No! Rule, 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 rule. Clarice shakes herself out of her daytime reverie. She focuses on the job at hand and follows Jack Crawford down into the morgue. They walk into the morgue, where two morgue weirdos are already taking the loudest, noisiest photographs of the naked, dead body in the world. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, come on. Give me some attitude there, chubby girl. Ooh, there we go. I don't... Ooh. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Special Agent Jack Crawford. Everyone put some special white paste under their nostrils. (laughs) Everyone splats their nose with sweet-smelling paste so they don't smell the foulness of the corpse. The corpse who has been underwater for several days. Mm -hmm. It's like a meat submarine, Andy. It's like a meat submarine. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, all right, all right, Clarice, just go ahead and make any observations into that little recorder you noticed about this cut-up body. Uh, the victim is a overweight young woman. Uh, severe water damage to the body. Let me just take a look in uh, the uh, throat. Make sure there's something. Oh, you got something. <laughs> a giant moth climbs out of the throat. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! Ah! <laughs> 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 Yeah, thanks, guys. I was fucking buried alive in there. Yeesh, yeesh. Oh, happy Halloween. Spooky. <laughs> Clarice pulls uh, a second uh, uh, cocoon out of the throat of the victim. It has an odd pattern on it. Well, look at this right here. Well, looks like you found the cream in the donut. Oh, what a horrible metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The two of them exit the morgue Smash wipe To the interior of a museum Clarice walks through the after hours museum uh, Through the entomology department Where two nerds are playing checkers with live bugs Ugh Ugh. Uh, One of them looks up at Clarice She looks down from a banister Uh, Are you um, Clarice Starling? Uh, yes, that's me. Well, uh, you came to the right uh, couple of guys. I feel like I should tell you before we even begin that yep. I am in a serious relationship with the... Uh... You know, when you say that, if you don't mean it, you're just damaging just, other ladies. You could just answer my question. About... 
about this uh, seed pod that we found. Clarice drops the cocoon off from the balcony down onto their table so as to maintain a maximum distance from the nerds. I'll stay up here. Thanks. Do you ever get hamburgers and beer, Agent Starling? No, actually. Uh, I'm afraid I'm very busy and uh, I'm a vegetarian. You know, I got all the right parts. Can you just tell me, please, what the... <laughs> don't even know what that means. Could you just tell me what that, uh, what that cocoon is? What is that? If I was a bug... I'd be a ladybug because they disguise themselves as a female until it's too late and mating has begun. You know what? You can just go ahead and give me that. Uh, give me that back. I'm gonna look that up in a in an etymology book. You know who my favorite type of roach is? At this point, Clarice drops a small length of rope down and tries to lasso the seed pod back up. It's the cockroach, Clarice. It's... Succeeding in this. <laughs> Wait, what did what did you roll on the twenty sided die? <laughs> She got a critical success. Oh, nice. Well done. Or, alternately, we can pretend that she just continued to do it for hours while the <laughs> etymologist nerd kept up an unstoppable monologue about books. <laughs> if I know nerds, and I do. You do, you know nerds, Andy. Mm-hmm. You only hang out with nerds. How dare you You're say that? You're a real nerd boy. Yeah, I do only hang out with nerds. Yeah. I only spend time... Does it make you feel superior? Huge nerd. Yeah, that's... Hanging out with just nerds so you can dodgeball peg them? How dare you say Or that? just regular peg them, Andy. Uh, they, the nerds identify the cocoon as the death's head moth. Not indigenous, Andy, to the United States. Whoa! They determine that someone must have loved this little moth and taken care of it. Fed it all sorts of sweet daiquiris. Yeah, how do you take care of poppers. a moth? <clears throat> you feed it like uh, sweet juice, I assume, and leaves. Hmm. Like just like taking care of a butterfly, but uglier. Hmm. You know when you're dating a moth and you're holding out for a butterfly, and you're just kind of going through the motions, Andy. No, I don't. You know how that goes, Andy. No. When you're just like, ah, you'll do. You know how that goes, Andy. And you feed them daiquiris. When you date, yeah, yeah. And jalapeno poppers from Applebee's or TGI Fridays. I feel like we're getting a psychological profile of one of the people in this room. And Andy, when you do that, you're like, (laughs) happy anniversary, babe. So let's just go back to your place. Uh, Mine's dirty, Andy. You know how that goes, Andy? You know what's weird about this episode of Moth Movies? Andy North. (laughs) (laughs) Is that I feel like we're doing a movie about psychologically profiling an insane person uh-huh. but i also feel like there's a meta text of like the audience psychologically profiling like just certain people involved with this broadcast and maybe coming to their own conclusions uh-huh. about like whether or not they would want to spend any actual time in the presence of <clears throat> anyway it's just a thought wait did you say mothed movies smash wipe buffalo bills creep house we see moths flying around the adult form of the cocoon that Clarice was just nerding out about with those fucking nerds. The moths, one of them lands on Buffalo Bill's snout. Oh. (laughs) He continues to sew with his sewing implements. But what is he sewing? What could he be sewing? Making a lady suit. Oh, well, no, it's we don't. me and my moths making a lady suit. Buffalo <laughs> Bill. Buffalo Ma- Bill? <laughs> Smashing to the FBI Academy. Senator Martin appears on the TV. Catherine's father. Mother? B- Senator Martin's a woman? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, boy. Everybody in the audience. Catherine Martin. The last name is Martin. 
everybody in the audience mumbles to each other about <laughs> women in positions of power. I've never seen this before oh, when oh, doesn't oh, have my vote on oh, a glass ceiling. 71 cents too much on my dollar. That's oh, what I say. Ouch. <laughs> Clarice's brow furrows as she looks at the all-male audience watching the press conference. <laughs> Senator Martin makes an impassioned plea on camera to the whoever has abducted her daughter. My name is Senator Anjabar Martin. <laughs> This is going out to whoever took my my little daughter, Catherine. Her name is Catherine. She's a human being named Catherine. I know that you have been kicked around in your life and made you made these decisions like you done, but I know that in your heart you have the power. The cameraman starts to make a wrap-it-up motion with his finger. <laughs> no, I, now you give me my time now. <laughs> the orchestra's music starts to slowly come up in the background. To have the power to re- be merciful to my daughter. Her name is Catherine Martin. I'm a se- senator of the United States. So I just like to pra- pra- praise you and praise Jesus. Martin Sheen comes on and thanks Senator Martin for her time. Oh! <laughs> they shut her off camera. That was uh, very well done, Senator Martin, making the killer... Uh, repeating her name over and over again, it really makes humanizes her and makes the killer maybe think twice about killing her. I can't hear you because I'm in the TV, but th- I-, I assume someone's thanking me for humanizing my daughter. <laughs> uh, I I better go polish my new business suit just in case a character comments on it later. Hmm. <laughs> Smash wipe. The cell block where Hannibal Lecter is being held. Hannibal and Clarice. Play a game of quid pro quo. Having developed a grudging respect for one another given their contact over the past few days. Well, Dr. Lecter, as you can see here, this is an official, not fake FBI document that will release you from the asylum and you will get transferred to a different prison and you can go once a year, swim on the beach under FBI surveillance, of course, and you can smell the air, you can look at the sky. Truth or dare, Clarice. Now, Dr. Lecter, this, this, this deal is contingent upon Catherine Martin being rescued before she gets killed. I said, do you understand how the game is played, Clarice? If I tell you a truth, then you tell me more about where Catherine Martin may or may not be held, sir. And if you tell a dare when you don't do the dare, then uh, I get to go free. All right, pick truth then. Uh, you sure? <laughs> yeah. Alright, of all the men on this cell block, oh, boy. who do you have a crush on? Barney. Oh. Uh, you have to tell the truth now. I did. <laughs> Dr. Lecter, disappointed, <laughs> stares at her for a slow five beat. Very well. Quid pro quo, Clarice. That's right. The moth represents transformation. He wants to transform into something else. He wants someone to maybe just see him for what's inside rather than what's outside for once. For maybe the girl to look at the nice guy rather than maybe just the jerk who treats her like a big old jerk. Hmm? Do you think? I don't know, sir. You you got the high-powered intellect. Well, that's what it is. All Quid right. pro quo. Oh, boy. Now you ask me a dare. Okay. Or truth. Truth or dare, Dr. Lecter? Dare. I dare you to tell me who Buffalo Bill is. Oh, well, that's the truth disguises. You can't do it that way. All right. I dare you to sign that document that says that you will agree to help us. Oh, Hannibal petulantly <laughs> signs the document and passes it back. All right, now my turn. Truth oh, or dare? Oh, boy. Truth. 
Uh, <clears throat> fuck Mary Kill. Me, multiple Migs, uh, or Dr. Collins. You know, Dr. Lecter, quite frankly, I have no you idea. You have to do what you can the kind of thing that multiple Migs would have said. I, I, do you remember when I made him swallow his tongue for you? Yeah. Quid pro quo. Fuck Mary Kill. I kill you. Then you're not playing the game correctly. <laughs> you're not, you don't understand the rules of the game. Hannibal, in a rage, flips over his bed. <laughs> Underneath there are thousands of pictures of Cody's. <laughs> One of Dr. Lecter's notes about Buffalo Bill accidentally flutters <laughs> under the doorway, and Clary snatches it up from the ground. Gotcha. No, give that back! Give that back! You can't have it! Clarice opens up the note. It says that Buffalo Bill probably applied for sex change operations. Stop reading it! That's my diary! You can't read my diary! It says here that we should check the three major sex change operation hospitals in the U.S. Stop it! Hannibal Lecter leaping up and down petulantly now, shaking his hands (laughs) and his fists, screams at Clarice to give him his uh, pages back. All right. Clarice crumples them up (laughs) and puts them just outside of reach. (laughs) Suck my dick, doctor. <laughs> Clarice pimpfully walks out of the cell block. What does that sound like? Wom, 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 wom. That is pimpful. Ooh. Oh, and spooky. Yeah, it's a pimpful Halloween. She's at a pimps and hose party. How atmospheric. Smash wipe to Buffalo Bill's dungeon. Speaking uh... of Halloween parties. Catherine Martin is at the bottom of a weird well that's made out of stones built into the floor of Buffalo Bill's dungeon. Mister, please, you gotta let me out of here. I don't know what you want. Just tell me. My parents are rich. They'll give you any number of money for your... Just get me home. Oh, good morning. Buffalo Bill leans over with a, a bucket and lotion inside of it. He lowers down the bucket on a string. It puts the lotion on its skin. Please, I don't understand. Just tell my parents. They'll give you anything you want. Please. It puts the lotion on its skin. Catherine looks at the lotion in the basket and... Hey, (laughs) it's me, the lotion. Put me on. Wait. Put me on, he's gonna kill you. Oh, no. Come on. I'm hallucinating already. Yeah, you haven't been fed in days. You're getting real baggy. Listen, Lotion, maybe you're the only normal person that's talked to me in a long time. Oh, I'm sick, baby. I'm sick. Oh, no. Catherine decides to cut the conversation short and puts a little bit of the lotion onto her skin. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) Now put the lotion in the basket. Please, let me out of here. It puts the lotion in the basket. (laughs) Catherine puts the lotion in the basket. Smash wipe! <laughs> Catherine sees bloody nails, Andy. What? In the wall. Oh, is that something important that we skip past? Just scary. Just You want to get spooky. Oh, let's go back. Okay. Nip, 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 nip. It puts the lotion in the basket or else it gets the hose again. Catherine puts the lotion in the basket, which is full of bloody nails. She screams. Ah! Ooh! Smash wipe! Ooh, what a spook! We see the Memphis airport, a hangar where Hannibal Lecter is being moved from a secure cell to a less secure? Yeah, less secure. That was the agreement, right? Yeah, he's in a goon dolly, which is a dolly where they're wheeling him around like he's a tank of explosive gas. Is it really called a goon dolly? No, I made that up. Oh, that's a good phrase. Thank you. Anyway, 
Good golly, good dolly. <laughs> uh, he's there's like a like a creep mask that's plastered over his mouth, so he can't bite anybody, but he can still talk. Oh yeah, he's wearing one of those. If you haven't seen the movie, he's wearing one of those Hannibal Lecter masks. <laughs> so uh, the Senator Martin walks up to a restrained Hannibal. Oh hello, who are you? Are you Doctor Hannibal Lecter? Uh, yes. Truth or dare, Senator Martin. Uh, I don't have time to truth or dare you. I need to know where my daughter is. You obviously don't know how the game is played. I'll tell you where your daughter is if you do it truth or dare for me. Fine, truth. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, no one's going to dare you, you idiot. If you had a... Oh, shit. All right, hold on. Oh, I got one. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> me... Do you know multiple migs? Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> a jet of blood shoots out of Hannibal Lecter's nose. <laughs> Buffalo Bill is Lewis' friend, but you'll never find him because that's an anagram. I'm too smart for you. Hannibal is wheeled away, screaming and shooting blood from his eyes. Oh, boy. What an afternoon. <laughs> at least he didn't wink at me and comment about my suit. My business suit. <laughs> she feels her business suit proudly. Just ironed it. <laughs> Smash white. It is the county court's house. Ooh. <laughs> Clarice is there with Hannibal. Hannibal is in like the world's biggest cage. It is ridiculous. A, that they have this cage in the middle of a weird gymnasium-style room, and B, that it is a cage big enough to hold like a 1950s-era zoo elephant. Anyway, he's in this cage. There's all sorts of nice furniture in there, like a desk and like a, a record player, a tape player. What's the tape player playing? It's playing um, probably some classical music. You know what I'm singing? What? When you said classical music, that was the first thing that came to head. Paco Bell's Canon? No, it's not Paco Bell's Canon. Taco Bell's Canon? I'm singing the song that Lisa Turtle played when she was playing the violin in Saved by the Bell at the talent competition. I don't know what many of those things are. Saved by the Bell, it's an old 80s show. Saved by the Taco Bell? Good point. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Dr. Lecter? Hello, Clarice. Have you come to rub it in my face? Wink. (laughs) No, I'm here to tell you Lewis Friend is an anagram for iron sulfide. I mean, a fool's goal. Oh, well, you figured out that little riddle. You kept screaming that it was an anagram, and there's very few... Bananagram. <laughs> Bananagram. <laughs> Bananagram. <laughs> Sir Lecter? Sir Lecter. <laughs> I like that. I get, get me my fast forward, I'm Sir Lecter. Mr. Lecter. <laughs> I need to bust out some hot dance moves. Listen. Yes, sir. Uh, ma'am. You owe me some facts about Buffalo Bill. We're running out of time. Clarice, the answer was in front of you all along in the case file, staring at your idiot girl eyes. You just had to look at the case file, which I weirdly have in my possession now. Well, give it back. Let me have another look at no. it. No. First, you must tell me, for the last time, Clarice, about when you were a little girl and you went to live on the rancher's ranch. Where he slaughtered things. Wait, how did you know about that? I read your case file, Clarice. Your journal. Why didn't you ever ask me about that? You. I tried, but I got distracted by my silly childish truth or dare games. <laughs> Plus, 
Mary Fuck Hill is so much more interesting, <laughs> wouldn't you say? No, I certainly wouldn't, and I'm glad that we're past that little phase of yours, Dr. Lecter. It'll be back. I grew up on a sheep farm and disturbed me when the lambs would be slaughtered because all the sheep would start screaming. And one day, uh, well, I took one of the lambs and ran off with it, tried to save it. And, uh, well, they, they... Did you make it very far, Corrine? I didn't make it very far, no. No? You were picked up by the police, brought back to the rancher? Yes. What did he do to that little lamb you he, tried to save? He slaughtered it, of course. That was what they did on the lamb farm. Ooh, bet that burns. Well, yes, it was a formative experience in my young life. We can see Hannibal Lecter's eyes are gigantic. It's as though the camera is mushed right up against his face with this super intensity. He is staring down into Clarice's soul, exposing her every vulnerability. I bet sometimes when you try to go to sleep, you'll find it difficult because you hear the screaming, the screaming lambs. And I bet sometimes when you try to go to the bathroom... You find it difficult because you can't even get it up because you got such a tiny dick. Oh, you got me! (laughs) (laughs) The two look at each other with a newfound respect. Hannibal Lecter punches himself real quick in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dr. Chilton comes up and pulls Clarice away. It seems like it would be my turn to tell you who the killer is. Just tell me. But I'm sorry, Dr. Chiltron is... (laughs) Breakdancing you off this stage. <laughs> come on there, Miss Miss Starlin. Let me take you away from all this well, dick come punching. On. Come on now, ma'am. Just uh, follow. Well, let us move you out of the room. Me and Barney are going to take you away from all this. Hannibal Lecter, are we Hannibal? Looks like Hannibal Lecter wins this round. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very confusing scene in the gym. <laughs> as Clarice is pulled away from Hannibal Lecter before he can... Reveal the name. Clarice, come back! Clarice swiftly juts out from the vice-like grip of the cops and runs back to Hannibal. He hands her the case file, hopefully containing the answer she needs. Very subtly, his index finger brushes hers. And just kind of weird. Just a weird, like, touchy, touch-touch. Gross, Dr. Lecter. What's his name? Give me his name. Oh, came. What? <laughs> Dr. Uh. Dr. Lecter turns away in embarrassment. <laughs> Clarice is shoved into a bag and, <laughs> and carried out of the building. Smash wipe! Hello, check, check. Check, one, two. Mid-crawl. I like that we were just having an... During our break, we were having a discussion of feminism, stealth feminism and Silence of the Lambs, but I thought it was a very sensitive discussion of it and an appreciation for how feminist it is. And now we're going to hop right back in. <laughs> And blow the misogyny up to 11 in the muffing of it. Anybody who's listening to this, just so you know, we're like wicked sensitive in a way that you can't hear. But when we're on this performance... We're like Eminem. Right. (coughs) Excuse me. We're like (laughs) Marshall Mathern's... It is a time of psychological thrilling conflict... After narrowly getting the name of the killer, Buffalo Bill, Clarice is escorted out of the county courthouse by some cop goons. Um, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, in a giant dramatic cell, is left alone to feed for dinner two cops, uh, Pembry and Lieutenant Boyle, uh, come and they bring some food. To old Hanny H, Hanny L, 
uh, uh, he's listening to sweet classical music. The door swings shut behind the two policemen with a thunderous creak. A spider scuttles across the floor of the cage. Hannibal looks at it with bemusement in his eyes. Bienvenue. <laughs> he speaks German to it. The spider is not impressed. Ach, ach, du lieber. Aft Augen. <laughs> the spider gets into a tiny submarine. <laughs> the spider runs away <laughs> before it has to hear any more show tunes. All right. Um, the cops uh, uh, approach Hannibal Lecter. Oh, uh, hey, Hannibal. Uh, hey, uh, Hannibal. Uh, there, you want to eat somebody for us? <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to eat anyone. I understand you've brought me supper. Oh, yeah, yeah we brought you supper. Oh, don't eat uh, my buddy Pembry here, huh? <laughs> right, Pembry? I, yay. Don't eat me. I got a, I got a, real, I got a real zip face. <laughs> yeah, we got this pizza here for you. Don't eat, uh, you make sure you eat this pizza instead of eating old pizza face Pembry over here. We know you're uh, <laughs> more into eating uh, people than pizza, right? The cops are sweating and rubbing each other <laughs> in a way that obviously indicates that they use the drugs they confiscate from their victims, their uh, apprehendees. In a moment of <clears throat> carelessness, the one who's not Pembry. What's the other one's name? Boyle. Lieutenant Boyle. Lieutenant Boyle steps too close to the cage. And Hannibal reaches out with a snake-like fist. Huchangi. And grabs him. Well, well, well. The cuff's on the other hand now, Lieutenant Boyle. <laughs> Lieutenant Boyle looks down and sure enough, he is handcuffed to Hannibal Lecter. I Was get... this your card, Lieutenant Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal Lecter pulls out a playing card with a death's head moth on it. Well, that was my card. How did you... No! <laughs> Good use of homophones. Uh, Hannibal shoves the playing card straight into the pupil of Lieutenant Boyle and in through his brain. The folded card unfurls its razor edges, carving a perfectly cylindrical hole into the mind of Lieutenant Boyle. Ah! <laughs> Oh, boy, uh, you sure did him in, Hannibal. Uh, I, I guess I better op open up the door and uh, uh, give you what for. Lieutenant Fembre. Oh, thanks. I guess I got that uh, that promotion. You've been promoted it's to a very Star Wars system here. You're the new senior officer on the HMS <laughs> Hannibal. Uh, okay, you just stay still. I'm going to come in there and mace you. Sure, come on in here. He opens up the door. <laughs> mace held backwards in his hand. Hannibal does some jujitsu moves with his other feet and flips his other onto feet. his back. Shadow foot activate. <laughs> All of Pembry's bones are broken. He coughs out his own skeleton. <laughs> Spooky. The skeleton gets up and does a jig. Sorry if anybody's got too spooked to continue listening to this. This is a pretty spooky movie. Oh, yeah, guys. Seriously, I'm sorry. Like, we should have had a disclaimer at the top. This is a real spooky episode. There are going to be skeletons in it. Yeah, parents, if you're listening to muffed movies with your children, please, muffed their ears right now. Because <laughs> uh, what happens in a couple scenes is really going to blow your cunt apart. <laughs> I said it, Andy. I said the C word. Terrible. I can smell it. Uh, multiple migs. We, I can't believe it because we totally. I was. I thought we had totally bypassed that. Cunt. 
Stop. It's just a word. You're giving it power. You're giving it power by not saying it. Smash wipe. You're being those women that Smash say they have a boyfriend. <laughs> okay. An elevator. <laughs> Gunshots. The cops are like, oh, shit, Hannibal's escaped. Let's get up there. The cops see the elevator dial go down to the third floor and stop. Well, we didn't set anybody up uh, to the... What? Oh, oh, no. The murderer's out, and he's murdering. Uh, call in the SWAT and the hospital va- uh, van, the, the ambulance, okay? Brooklyn cop gets on the radio and tells them to shut down everything within a 10-block uh, radius. The cops do the best they can to uh, set up a perimeter around the building. Some of them go all the way up to where his cage is located. Oh... They creakily open the door to the cage room. And what do they see? But the disemboweled body of Lieutenant Boyle strapped to the cage, suspended like a perverse, gory angel. And also they see that spooky ghost. Ooh. Hi. <laughs> Just trying to up the spook factor, Mark. So, yeah, sorry, mine was boring, but that's way spookier. <laughs> Some autumn leaves rustle past them. Ah, stop! You're scaring me too much. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Andy. A pumpkin with a jack o' lantern face, like, is nearby. Oh, you guys! <laughs> One of the cops notices on top of the elevator shaft a leg disappearing. It looks like it's disappearing to the top of the on top of the elevator. Woo! <laughs> hey. Fellas, I think uh, Hannibal's hiding on top of the elevator what we just came up in. Holy crap. Take the uh, brutalized body of uh, Pembry over here, Officer Pembry, who looks like his face got mangled, and uh, quickly slide him down into an ambulance. Before we do anything else, let's get Lieutenant Pembry over uh-huh. here. Yeah, before get we him, before we see any action. Get him in an ambulance. Uh-huh. Get him far away from the building. That's right. We, they, he doesn't want to be here when this goes down. You don't want to see what's about to go down. They load uh, the pranksters load Lieutenant Pembry into an ambulance, and <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he's a lieutenant now. Sayonara, there, Lieutenant. Uh, get well soon. Hope you get a good face again. <laughs> <laughs> now let's take care of this Hannibal Lecter on top of this elevator. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cops shoots the leg that's hanging out the top of the elevator. There you go. You like that? You like that? Oh, sir, there's no movement in the leg. Well, maybe he's just a very stoic gentleman. Why don't we get up there and grab him around the old neck? Barney! (laughs) This is Lieutenant Stone. I need you to grab him around the neck. You got it, boss! Lieutenant Stone (laughs) hops on top of the elevator and (laughs) grabs what he thinks is the body of Hannibal Lecter. But when he flips it over, it turns out to be... The faceless body of Pembry! Smash cut. Ambulance. An ambulance nerd uh, stabilizes the patient whose face is all covered up with gals. Oh, Lieutenant Pembry. I've always... Listen. I swear that we're just alone in this ambulance because I've always respected you. I'm just wondering if maybe... I don't know when you're... Face is all healed up if you want to, like, go out sometime. Two things stiffly rise against their cloth constraints, but one of them is the body in the ambulance. It pulls off its cloth bloodied towel and then peels off what appears to be its face, revealing underneath the face of Hannibal Lecter! Whoa! So in case, like, it was confusing, Hannibal uh, took off Pember, 
uh, Pembry's face and put it on top of his face and then put on Pembry's clothes so that when the cops came upstairs and they found what they thought was Pembry's body, that was actually Hannibal Lecter and he was fine, but they thought that he was, like, it was Pembry and he was, like, hurt, so they sent him to the hospital, but really what happened was it was Hannibal that got into the ambulance, so then when the ambulance got away, then Hannibal was in it, nobody was watching him, and he escaped that way, and then the body that they thought was Hannibal on top of the elevator was actually the body of Pembry that he put there to make him think that it was him hiding on top of the elevator, but it was actually Pembry's dead body. To complete the transformation, Hannibal also peels off his cop suit, <laughs> revealing his body as Hannibal Lecter's Whoa! body! <laughs> And a mummy is nearby. <laughs> Smash wipe. In Clarice's bedroom. Clarice's roommate tells Clarice something. Hey, Clarice. Uh, yes, hello. What is your name again? It's me, your roommate. I'm Jacqueline Lantern. <laughs> How spooky. Uh, Jacqueline. <laughs> why did you wake me up? I was sleeping and trying to figure out a mystery in my sleep. Well, I... As long as you're still sleepy and have your sleep mask on your eyes, I was wondering if you could feel in this bucket of eyeballs. These are just grapes, Jacqueline. Uh, we've been through this before. Oh, are they? I'm getting pretty tired of games here, I'll tell you what. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you, Hannibal Lecter has his game. What? Ooh. Clarice tears off her sleep mask and runs to the phone, and then she doesn't know who she would call. So she turns back to Jacqueline. Well, uh, how did he... What are we... Is he going to come after me, do you think? I don't think so. I think he has a grudging respect for you. Wait a minute. I wish I had a grudging respect for you. Wait a minute. What? Speaking of a grudging respect, Clarice runs to the case file. <laughs> she opens it up to uh, section G. <laughs> she finds uh, the first word that starts with the letter R. <laughs> it says, uh, Rustic Horror House for Rent. <laughs> um... Only uh, uh, white male applicants need apply. Uh, sewing skills are a bonus. Uh, must love moths. Uh, uh, rent is cheap. Please move in to the following address. She circles the address. Jacqueline, this might be the key. No, that's not a key. That's a book. <laughs> Silly. You'll You're never get a husband this way. Fucking idiot, Jacqueline. What? I'm going beat, to beat you, silly bitch. <laughs> Jacqueline uses her FBI training and punches Clarice on the nose. Oh, catchphrase. <laughs> Jack Crawford watches from his secret monitor. <laughs> and smash wipe to the Bimmel's Hossu. Who are the Bimmel's? The Bimmel's. <laughs> the Bimmel's. Uh, Bimmel is the last name of the girl who is dragged out of the river. So Clarice goes to the house. Of the dead girl, first victim. Oh. Her dad, Mr. Bimmel, is standing out in all his rustic glory. <laughs> Mr. Bimmel. Mr. Bimmel. <clears throat> hello, I'm Mr. Bimmel. How may I help you, Clarice? Uh, hello, sir. I was wondering if I could look through your daughter's possessions. I'm uh, pretty close to figuring out who her killer is, I think. Yes, of course you can. Just come on in. Come on up the stairs there. Watch your red. I prefer it. Uh, did you want to yes. get fully dressed, Mr. Bimmel? Uh, the... No. I mean, it's, no. that robe seems to be barely fitting onto your body. Uh, if you yes, I'm, to a, go... I'm a large man. <laughs> My mother used to say I was half-giant. <laughs> Just an old South African legend, that. <laughs> Clarice darts past the half-closed oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bimmel <laughs> and runs up to uh, their daughter's room and starts searching through her possessions. 
rummage, rummage, rummage. Clarice is uh, uh, with a casual disdain for the rube-like possessions that young Miss Bimmel had. Clarice is throwing the shit out of all of them. She rips the backing out of a little ballerina noise box, music box, and sees indecent Polaroids of the Bimmel girl dressed only in her bra and panties. <laughs> oh, God. You really leaned into that She word. can see how roomy the girl was skin-wise. Listener, wink. I wish that you could have seen the expression that Mark Soloff just made as he wound up, as he gathered his strength to say the word panties, and his mouth split open into the most delighted grin I've seen him show all day. How would you describe my how I wound myself up? Uh... You took like a deep breath, uh-huh. your body like tensed into like a, a relaxation. A snake-like coil. Sort of like almost you were about to do some kung fu where you need to keep yourself loose, but you're tensing every muscle. All of your training has led to this moment. Right, taut but relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like crane position, <clears throat> and then you just kicked out with the word panties. Panties. <laughs> and you swept my leg out from under me, and I'm dead. You're dead. I can kill with a word. Sorry, listener. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> she sees these lewd photos. Doesn't put them back, though, which I find... Pockets them. I find, no, pocket science. She, I find weird. She doesn't do that. She just leaves them on a music box for old Mr. Bimmel to find and to feel bad about how his daughter was a... a, a she was a right harridan. That's a South African word for a loose woman. Thank goodness we had an excuse for you to use your South African accent in this one. My question is, what did the <laughs> what did the Polaroids tell her? I'm trying to smash up to our next scene, but I don't remember. She finds <clears throat> photographs of this girl in her bra. But wait, that's not all. Uh-oh, what else did she find? Uh, mind loosened and lubricated by the sight of a large woman wearing panties. <laughs> God! <laughs> Clarice wanders across the hall and finds a sewing room. In the sewing room, she sees a dress form with two diagonal slashes cut into the back of a dress and realizes that these are necessary cuts identical to the kind that were found cut out of the victim of the girl from the river. Clarice holds up two fingers on her right hand and then holds up two fingers on her left hand. And then, looking back and forth between her two hands, she smashes them together in a dramatic gesture, leaving her with one hand up with four fingers upraised. Bum, bum, bum. Smash wipe. Two, a really sweet giant airplane. Jack Crawford has a crazy 1990s headset on, and he's calling Clarice from the giant airplane. Hey there, Clarice. Uh, Mr. Crawford, it sounds like you're en route to something important. I'm driving the spruce moose. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, which is, if you remember, an airplane I built myself. I do recall that, sir. You have, you know, I think maybe you missed your calling, sir. I've been hunting big game from it, Clarice. What kind of big game? Just been flying over the African savannah, shooting rhinoceros. Did you happen to be over South Africa, sir? Because I'm... I met a man here who is legitimately... Mr. Bimble! <laughs> exactly, sir. <laughs> Mr. Bimble sounds exactly like a South African. He's an old uh, hunting pal of mine. Intriguing. Anyway, so we're en route. Uh, you remember that house you were telling us about that you found in the file? We're going to go bust into old Buffalo Bill's house. Oh, sir, the house. Yes, the one in Calumet City. Yeah, the one you were telling us about. So we're going to go in there. I'm going to smash the plane in there and then beat up Buffalo Bill with my bare fists. All right? Thanks a lot for your help. All right, sir. Well, I guess I'll just dick around this small little town. What? You're in a room with a sewing machine, right? 
Yeah. So you'll be all right. Oh, boy. We'll call you back after uh, after the operation's all over. Good work out there, Agent. Oh, thanks, sir. Uh, 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 Special Agent Jack Crawford hangs up and gets a... Clarice gets a message from the operator that the phone call was collect from the aircraft. <laughs> and she owes the U.S. government $50,000. <laughs> uh, smash job. It is inside Buffalo Bill's dungeon. We see the haggard, starving Catherine Martin uh, tying chicken bones from chicken wings that were tossed to her to a string attached to the lotion bucket. You. She's devising a clever trap for the dog whose name is Precious. <laughs> Precious, come here, Precious. Precious, come on over. This chicken bone, Precious. Come on, you stupid fucking dog. Get on in here. Barg! The dog. The dog. The, the dog. dog looks over the, the lip of the well. Uh, Catherine is piqued with excitement that she could actually trap this little dog and have some leverage over her evil captor. She tugs on the bucket, but alas, she misses Precious. Oh, no. Oh, her heart is filled with despair. But meanwhile... The SWAT team prepares to break in to the... House of Buffalo Bill. Andy, we're going to miss the best part of the movie if we meanwhile to that section. Wait, the SWAT team takes a break. Nip, 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 nip. Meanwhile, <laughs> just outside of Precious's earshot. Hang on, this is bad filmmaking, though. We cut to the SWAT team, so we need to establish what they're doing. What are they doing on their break? <laughs> the SWAT team passes a pretty cool looking beach uh-huh. for some bikini babes. <laughs> hey, big fellas. We're about to lose the All-State Volleyball Tournament unless somebody comes in and helps us. Well, they don't call me SWAT for nothing. I got the best spike in sand volleyball this side of Calumet City. Or what are you boys doing down there? Wait for old Jack Crawford! Jack Crawford climbs into a sky torpedo of his own design and (laughs) rockets himself down into the beach. The torpedo explodes with a hail of ice and cold Budweiser's. Jack Crawford (laughs) somersaults out wearing a sweet Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. A surfboard... Uh, uh, falls down from the sky and drings into the sand next to him. <laughs> Looks like surf's up, boys! Mr. Crawford, sorry, Agent Crawford, did anyone ever tell you you sound like like that lightsaber of an evil Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> Every day of my goddamn life, <laughs> Lieutenant. <laughs> Smash wipe! While Catherine Martin unsuccessfully tries to lure Precious into the trap, Buffalo Bill is doing a little preparing of his own. In his sweet weirdo bedroom, he is applying lipstick and listening to music from the 80s. Just like the white window <laughs> sings a song, sounds like she's singing. Ooh, ooh, baby, ooh, ooh, baby, ooh. Ooh. We see like his big lips old, in extreme close-up applying like lipstick to ooh, them. Baby. Into the mirror, the lips say, fuck me. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well for myself. Buffalo happens to glance down at his shameful penis, Whoop. <laughs> tucks it back behind his legs to make himself look 
More like a pretty lady. How'd you get out there? <laughs> he he moves back and uh, stands in front of his mirror, his scalp of woman hair draped over his head oh. and his naked body splayed like a sweet Mick Jagger type guy, but with no penis. Well, you could have just said Mick Jagger type. Suddenly, a spider crawls across his arm. <laughs> oh, Andy, I just got, I just got to chill. So anyway, um, the whole thing was that he's been condemning uh, girls, fat girls, because they have to be fat, so that when fat he, girls, so that when he cuts their skin off, <laughs> what he does is he cuts their skin off, and then he's turning it into a woman suit so that he can put it on his body because he got turned down for a sex change operation, but he wants to turn into a woman, which is why he's the metamorphosis thing with all the the moths and stuff. So he's has to kidnap enough girls and skin them so they can finish his suit. You know, in a way, Buffalo Bill really has an indomitable spirit. He's going to be a lady whether or not surgery can make it happen for him. It's only a matter of time before they, he becomes one of the Disney princesses. <laughs> oh, God. He's basically Mulan. What? 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 Like we weren't all thinking it. Exactly. I didn't ever watch Mulan. <clears throat> it's basically the Sirens of Land. Oh. Anyway, smash white! The beach party has come to its logical conclusion with the SWAT team winning 20 to 19. <laughs> yeah, SWAT, 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 SWAT. And this year's uh, Beach Party Best Boys. The award goes to the... Where are we, New Hampshire? Uh, Calumet City. The Calumet Illinois. City FBI Boys. Congratulations, Woo! party boys. Party down. <laughs> now, these boys were saying before, they've got a case to go finish. Uh, that's right. Thank you very much, Mayor of Calumet City. Uh, we're just going to run across the road real quick and uh, bust up on this serial killer. The FBI surrounds the house of Buffalo Bill. And they do, like, really dumbly stereotypical FBI things. Like, there's seriously a flower van that pulls up, and there's two guys hiding behind the van with guns drawn. There's a man who shows up with a gun inside a fake box of flowers. It's it's super cheesy. Do you assume when somebody's, like, coming up to your door with a box of flowers that it's a secret FBI agent with a gun? Yes. Oh, okay. That explains Wouldn't a lot. you? No. When's the last time you got flowers, Andy? Every day of my goddamn life. Well, you work in a funeral home. Yeah. And they're not for you. Just because you sleep in a kit doesn't mean you get the flowers. Well... Live and let live. That's what I say. Panties. <laughs> uh, a spider crawling over a pumpkin. Oh, shit. Andy, shit. Sorry, 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 sorry. Stop it. We brought everybody back. Smash cut. Smash cut to Buffalo Bill's house. Buffalo Bill is ladying himself up a lot, and he hears... The walls of heartache. Bang, bang. He hears the cries of his little dog, Precious, from the well. Precious. <laughs> Precious, come Precious. He walks over and he sees Catherine Martin roughly holding his tiny Sharpe. Uh, put the dog in the basket. Send her back up here. No, mister. I think she's real hurt. She's going to need a vet and lots of stitches, bitches. Put the dog in the, put the, dog in the basket. No, you got to help me out. You're my dog now. It puts the dog in the basket. No, it doesn't. It puts white winged off in the basket, uh, shooting at the walls of... Buffalo Bill clutches his killer head, runs into his beswastika bedroom, and picks up a big old gun. He doesn't know what to do. Suddenly, the doorbell rings. 
Oh, what a day, huh? Buffalo Bill <laughs> Buffalo Bill stashes his sweet sidearm. Uh, he walks up to the front door. Smash wipe. We see the FBI guys standing at the front door with a box of flowers. Uh, we got them, boys. Here we go. <laughs> Jack Crawford fires himself out of a cannon at the front door of Buffalo Bill's house. Smash wipe to the interior of Buffalo Bill's house. He goes to open the door of his house. Oh, spooked. <laughs> when who should be there but... Clarice Starling! Wait a minute. What? Smash wipe! <gasps> the FBI guys are beating the fuck out of the house. They're smashing through windows. One of them dressed as Santa is diving down a chimney. Jack Crawford's body flies through the front of the house, rips through the stairwell, and then rockets out the back of the house. <laughs> the house collapses in on itself from structural integrity being compromised. They poke around and, and prod it with their feet in the cloud of dust and ascertain that there was absolutely nobody in this house. A crowd of 25 rabbis that are secretly FBI men walk up to the house, see that there is that the... Uh, Operation has failed, and turn around disappointed and walk back home. Eh. <laughs> a clown car drives up, and FBI agents dressed as clowns start to leap out to back up their allies. Hunk, 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 hunk. Smash white. Uh, uh, hello there, sir. Uh, uh, I'm looking for a uh, a young woman. Have you seen her? Uh, uh, no, uh, I live alone. No young ladies here. Are you sure? I just uh, her name is. Uh, Catherine? Martin? Uh, yes, actually, that is her name. No, don't think I... Oh, wait. <laughs> Was she a great big fat person? Uh, well... Uh... Okay, yes, I suppose she was. She was a, a fat girl? A fat person. <laughs> yes. Have you seen her? It sounds Hakuna like you're familiar Matata. with What? Uh, Tell you what, I'm just gonna come in there... Oh... <laughs> Sweet cherry. Wait a minute, what's that behind you? What? Clarice brushes past the Buffalo Bill into his home. Oh, good one. And starts looking around inside his house. She sees, it's kind of a creeper house. It's hard to put her finger on it, but something seems uh, awry <laughs> in this guy's particular abode. Well, this looks like an old, uh, this looks like a straight-up Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre house. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I moved in here about two years ago. Old Mrs. Lippman died. <laughs> and what's this over here in this pit? Oh, my pit of moths? I mean, it's weird, right? Let Shit. me just uh, have a look over in here for just a second. Clarice uh, 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 asks, looks at a telephone as though she's asking to use it. <laughs> Oh, can I use your telephone quick, by the way? My phone? Buffalo Bill gets weirded out about other people touching his phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clary's staring him in the eye, puts one hand on the phone. And the other on her sidearm. <laughs> Let me just uh, dial a number here. What number is that? Just dialing my old friend, uh, Agent Jack Crawford. What? Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. No! Clarice <laughs> dials Crawford and pulls her revolver on the dude. Buffalo Bill! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Buffalo Bill twists out of her line of fire. Damn it, such a rookie mistake. 
He runs down into the basement. Jesus. <laughs> Clarice, her eyes glowing red, chases him down the hallway. Clarice, uh, exercising her FBI training, is super cautious. She looks around and starts heading down into the basement. Oh. That was a jump scare. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> A beer bottle flies out from up above and barely misses Clarice landing on a wooden table. Pretty scary, eh, listener? <laughs> Hannibal Lecter appears just in the edge of the frame to wink at the audience for a moment. Don't forget everything I've taught you, Clarice. <laughs> I'm with you now, dog. <laughs> Buffalo Bill takes a look at the, uh, looking for a place to hide. <laughs> Looks at the fuse box on the wall and then turns to the audience with an idea. Hmm. <laughs> Smash right back to Clarice, who's being very cautious and following Buffalo Bill through the house. She finds Catherine in the pit. That lady, you gotta get me out of here. What do you think I'm trying to do? I'm trying to find this guy first so he doesn't kill us while I'm trying to get you out of the pit. Well, get me out of here, you dumb son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, I'll get right on that fucking... <laughs> you were gonna call me fat, weren't you? Uh, no. See, this is the problem, is we're <laughs> pulling each other down. Clarice kicks some dirt into the oh, pit. Oh, to, to, to. You did that when my mouth is open on purpose. I don't know that was an accident. I'm just walking around up here on the edge of the pit. You re- you got real bitchy mentality. You're Suddenly the lights <laughs> the lights go out. Oh, now it's a real party. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill turns on his night vision goggles. Clarice fumbles around, terrified in the dark, holding her shaking revolver out in front of her. Night moths dance around. <gasps> they're, they're sinister dance of darkness. Ten thousand uh, moths. A monster on a slab nearby begins to rise. <laughs> Lightning in the distance. Suddenly a werewolf <clears throat> happens. <laughs> Buffalo Bill gets closer and closer to the fumbling Clarice. He reaches out his hand as her back is turned. Almost stroking her soft hair. Suddenly, Clarice remembers her FBI training. What was that thing I always was taught? Turn around and shoot shit? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bill raises his giant magnum revolver and cocks it with the world's loudest click from behind Clarice. Suddenly, Clarice, using the move she learned from Hannibal Lecter earlier in the movie... Spins and kicks out with her Jedi moves. Ha, Dukin! <laughs> Kicking uh, Buffalo Bill's gun out of his hand, using only her hearing. Oh my god! <laughs> Clarice turns towards the sound, raises her gun, and fires! Pow, 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 power wheels. <laughs> pow, power wheels, power wheels. The window is shot out. Clouds drift over the full moon. <laughs> you made one fatal mistake, Clarice. What was that, Buffalo? You forgot that lycanthropes can only be killed by silver bullets. Oh, no! <laughs> Suddenly, Buffalo Bill turns into a monstrous werewolf. His woman's suit bulges and rips off of him <laughs> as his hair is covered with coarse fur. His snout distends and his teeth become sharp as daggers. Okay. His eyes turn bright yellow. He stands eight foot seven, really squished in that little basement. Eight 
Foot seven five three oh nine. The wolf huffs and puffs in anger. Clarice looks uh, accusingly at her revolver and tosses it to the side. Well, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die fighting with my fists, just like my daddy did in the coal mine. <laughs> Clarice raises her fists and begins duking it out with the werewolf by the light of the full moon. Oof, oof, oof. She's, with her cocaine-like rage, she's punching the shit out of the werewolf's ribs. But he can take a licking and keep on sticking. Suddenly, Clarice flashes back to the last lesson her daddy ever taught her. Clarice, it's me, your daddy. Come here. Yeah, dad, I'm a little busy. I'm fighting for my life in the basement of a serial killer's house and he just turned into a werewolf. Yeah, Clarice, I never told you this. But when you were a little girl, you were very, very sick. The doctor said you need a skeleton transfer. Yeah? Transplant. We we couldn't afford it, darling. All we had was your mother's fine china. What do you mean, Daddy? So old old Dr. McNafier, he made you the prettiest little skeleton out of your mama's silver spoons. <laughs> you got a skeleton of pure silver inside you. What? What well, a twist. Thanks, thanks, Daddy. I'll remember that. I'll remember that always. All right. Remember this word. These words. I got killed by 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 the street tough toughs. <laughs> uh, all right. Doesn't uh, avenge me. Join the FBI. Flash forward. Whoa. <laughs> the Clarice, remembering her father's words, snaps off one of her own fingers. Oh God damn it! That still stings. <laughs> hey, what? asshole. What? Knock knock. Who's there? An interrupting cow with a silver bone finger. An interrupting cow. (laughs) Clarice stabs upward with the silver shard of bone sticking out from her severed finger. Taking werewolf Buffalo Bill in the chest. (laughs) How? He turns back into just a normal man. And bleeds out on the floor under the light of the harvest moon. And does the mash. The monster mash? He did. It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> Hannibal looks, pulls his head away from the window and runs off into the darkness. Chirp, chirp, Clarice. Time for me to fly. Dr. Lecter? Oh. <laughs> hey, what's going on up there? Catherine Martin pulls herself out of the well. She could do it all along if she just embraced her own confidence. Remember that, ladies. The dog has died. Smash white. <laughs> It is graduation day back at the FBI. Dumbledore's handing out wands to all the new FBI agents. They're super happy. Clarice gets her picture with her diploma. Everyone kind of knows she's the best and hates her a little bit for it. Jack Crawford sidles up to her over cake. Well, that was really good work you did there, Clarice. Really nice business with that uh, fist pound of the werewolf. Thank you, Special Agent Crawford. I feel like I've grown up a lot. I'm a real agent. Well, you're not quite a real agent. There is uh, one more formality that we, uh, typically a little hazing ritual the boys and I usually do. What's that, sir? Well, uh, better just to show you. Gentlemen, get the paddles! Oh, boy. Here <laughs> we go again. <laughs> Clarice rolls her eyes towards the camera. Uh, just as the, uh, gauntlet of paddle-hungry menfolk is lining up appraising Clarice's bottom, a phone call bring, bring. happens. Bring. Oh, I guess I'm saved by the bell. Well, we'll, we'll pick this up later. Up, uh, up. Uh, all right. See you later, Clarice. <laughs> Clarice walks off, uh, finally uh, free of those horrible cads. She picks up the phone, and it is a familiar voice. Hello, guy. Oh, Dr. Lecter? It's me, ha- Hannibal Lecter. 
Are you drunk, Dr. Lichter? Where are you? I'm in the... Oh, oh! <laughs> Good almost one. got you. Yeah, wait until you like to now. Learn from the best. <clears throat> I have the lamb stopped screaming, Clarice. What? Did you remember the lamb? Oh, yeah, that story I told you? Silence of the Lambs by Thomas Harris. <laughs> Listen, are you going to be coming after me now that you're free? Clarice, I think the world is much more interesting with you in it. I shall not mess with you, right? So, don't fuck with me. <laughs> don't start shit, ain't gonna be shit, basically. <laughs> Is that what I'm trying to say? Alright, listen, can you stop texting me, please? What? Are you in the future? What? 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 So, Clarice, look, I would love to talk, but I'm meeting an old friend for dinner. Fuck, I'm having it. <laughs> I'm having it. Look. I'll be right back, Dr. Chiltron. Put the phone down, you dirty boy. Come back here and teach me a lesson or two about psychological warfare. I'm going to eat him, Clarice. Get back to me, you big boy. (laughs) Oh, my. Clarice, holding the phone two feet away from her face and staring into the receiver with disgust, puts it down into the cradle. A question mark forms above her head. (laughs) Flash (laughs) 2! To the kitchen, Dr. Lecter is cooking pancakes for Dr. Chiltron. <laughs> he has a an apron on that says, kiss the cook, and that's all he has on. They smell delicious, Hannibal. What are you making, people pancakes? Yes, let's make a pancake of our own. You get back here. <laughs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. That was a sexy ending. It needs to be spooky. Jesus, Andy, stop scaring me so much. Sleep well, listeners, if you can. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. That, that was Silence of the Lambs. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to episode four of Muffed Movies. Please keep sending your Muffed Movies suggestion to AskDetore at Twitter, and we'll keep on muffing them. <laughs> uh, we enjoy doing this, and we enjoy... Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, uh, we enjoy doing this. No, we do. We do enjoy doing this. And so we want to we do more, so send some suggestions if you like Blaster Podcast, keep listening, rate and review that isht. Uh, if you have generosity in your heart, please donate to the show so we can improve our audio mechanisms. Andy, do you have anything to plug? December 11th, I am releasing a new game. We're going to do a gig at the Hideout in Chicago, Illinois, if you're around. And we're gonna be, uh, I'm going to be showing off a new game uh, that I built called uh, Fists of Virtue that uses a piece of apparatus that I'm currently designing called the Kung Fu Cage. Awesome. And I know it just we just did a really creepy thing, so it's weird for me to mention that I'm building a cage. Oh. But this is a cage specifically from doing Kung Fu moves in. Is So is this a board game, or is this like a live game that you get to play and participate in? This is a live game. There will be a theatrical event that goes along with it, and I am also going to be partnering that night with the band Exit Ghost. So it's going to be pretty spooky. Exit Ghost is going to do a one-hour concert. After that, we're going to play a game with the Kung Fu Cage. It's going to be a great time. There's going to be drinks and friends at the hideout December 11th. Woo! Woo! It's going to be spooky. going to be spooky. Awesome. See you guys at the hideout. Keep listening to the show. Bye, everybody. Bye, love you.
Wait, did we do the line where we said I nope. ate the most famous line, the most memorable line from Silence of the Lambs? Hey, and we man, forgot it. we got in a really important truth or dare moment. <laughs> we did this for two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>